the best piece of advice I have for someone trying to succeed in the film industry or any creative space is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. Welcome to Around the Craft Table, a podcast by film students about movies, making movies, and other stuff. Welcome back to Around the Craft Table. This is season two, episode six, I think. Sure. I'm actually not sure. I think, yeah, no, this will be episode six. I had a little hard time there. Um, So I'm Miranda, and I'm joined today by Luke. Hello, I'm Luke. Adam. Hello. And our special guest this week, good friend and local filmmaker, Jesse Jarockney. There he is. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, everybody? It's going great. It's yeah, going So awesome. far, it's going good. Yeah, we're actually recording in person oh, this time. Around a craft table. We're literally recording around a very large circular rug in my room. It's a pretty good time. Everything is very... It's, an, it's, uh, no, it's an actual craft table. Don't break the... It's, 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 it's an illusion. This is very indie yeah. of us to do. We're actually on set right now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on a break. For whose movie? For a big American Hollywood movie. Big budget. Ooh. We can't Hallmark say... Hallmark film. Just pay attention, guys, to our, our Twitter, and we'll release... Uh, Hugh Grant might be in this movie. Not gonna jinx Hugh it, Grant. but he might be in this movie. Um, so what better way to continue our very great shenanigans than to talk about Jesse's movie that he just shot, like, recently? I guess maybe, like, A month two, ago already. Like, a month ago. Yeah. I was gonna say two weeks, and I'm like, no, no it's been way more than that. Than <laughs> yeah. Ghibli Manitoba. I forget sometimes. Yeah. So, like, a couple of us were on set for that, mm-hmm. and then a couple of us weren't. I, I think I was, I'm the only one that was not on set. <laughs> um, Here. What's the name of the movie? What's the other side? The other side. So what's on the other side? <laughs> Nothing. Whoa. I guess you'll find out. I don't right. know. Should I explain what it's about? Maybe. Yeah. So like, let's let's talk a little bit about like the script, or maybe we should start with a little bit about you, Jesse. Like a bit about like just who you are, because you actually haven't been on the podcast yet. Because guess what? We recorded an episode with Jesse, look for a season one, and it got fucked. And it got lost. And who fucked him? I don't know. I think Miles. Did. Yeah, Miles. <laughs> the internet Miles connection. That's yeah. what fucked it. The internet connection. Yeah. It's okay. It's because I live in the basement. What, what happened? In in my basement? No, like what happened to the episode? I don't even know what. I happened. don't know. Um. It's never. I think it was unsalvageable because there was so much of Jessica mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, just because it's so lagged. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Internet is rough when you live far away from each other. True dad. Low <laughs> but anyway, Jesse, tell us about it, you and about like you as a filmmaker and like the stuff you like to make, what you do. Um, well, I guess uh, I work as a, like a, a cinematographer, but I can't really call myself that yet because I don't really make much money from it. So I just fall under the, the broad term of filmmaker with a specialty in like cinematography, I guess. Nice. But uh that's what I mostly do. That's what I want to do in in my career. And, you know, that's what I just, like, you know, try to work towards doing a lot. Kind of rambling and repeating myself on that. But, so cinematography and also you do dabble in the directing, the writing. I, I guess so. And all that stuff. Mm-hmm. See, like, I never considered myself 
a director, let alone a good one, you know, because I was always so focused on just like making, you know, movies look good by shooting them, or at least I think so anyways. But um, it's not only until like this past year that I really tried like directing because I shot a film in January called Breakfast um, that was like my kind of first, you know, out of film school film that was like directed by myself and written by myself. And I've kind of found some, some, you know, moderate success with that film. And, you know, when I was, when I, when I was like editing that movie, I was, I was also in the process of applying for a grant, which this movie was made with through the Winnipeg film group. The other side was made with. The other side was, yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll give this directing a chance. I'm still going to shoot my own movies, but I'll try it out. And if I win the money, then that'll be cool. And then, yeah, I got the money and I directed this film. That's awesome. Do you and like, do you like directing? I do kind of, I do. Yeah. Like I realize it's really hard to like do both things because they're just both like super essential things to do on set, like mm-hmm. shooting the film and directing it. But I mean, I love shooting more than anything, but I, I really do like directing because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like more of the, the artist in myself comes out, if, if that sounds, if that sounds right. Yeah, but, and there are all like different forms of storytelling too. Like yeah. we can tell a story with the visuals as much as we can tell a story with like the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all part of the, the mixture. And I guess being in your own head too, it might make it easier for you to like shoot your movie if yeah. you're also like directing it or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I know what I want. And then that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. But, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about the other side, kind of how that came to be and just a little bit of an overview of like the plot of it. Like what is yeah. the story? Okay. Well, maybe I'll start off with kind of like the inspiration. Sure. I guess and then I'll go into like explaining what it's about without giving it too much away. But um, basically the idea was inspired when I was attending the Gimli Film Festival last year. And a few of my friends and I, we were walking through town and like, let's be honest, it was like pretty much the end of the festival. And like, we're in like this beach town and like, we're all camping outside. So we were very burnt out from the sun and whatever residual alcohol was left in our systems was also, you know, prevalent. So um, one of my, one of my friends, Matt said, prairie boys make the best sailors because they're not afraid of the wide open sky. And I was like, Oh man, that's incredible. I've never heard <laughs> that in my life. That's inspiring so. It is inspiring. And like we were just kind of like talking mm-hmm. and like we were just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if like this kid like left his family or whatever to like, go find out what's on the other side? And like not much more came from that other than just like the silly idea that we had. Um, or like this little brainstorm we had, like, you know, just kind of like, you know, kind of being, you know, out of body, but not, you know conscious i don't know that makes no sense we were just all very very messed up <laughs> makes no sense um but yeah so i kind of like sat on that for a while but for some reason like i just couldn't get it out of my head and i just became obsessed with it and like it it stems from my own fascination with lake winnipeg um just because like you know i remember going there as a child and never being able to see what's on the other side just because it's like a huge huge body of water and like I hadn't been to Gimli in like 10 years, you know, so it's like I had like this overwhelming like wave of nostalgia just like come over me when I was like at the festival and I was like, I really want to make a film here. 
and that is the idea. So basically, the idea or the plot of my film is that a kid, or not not, not a kid, a young man, I guess, um, is on a like day vacation with his family at the beach, um, and he leaves his family and his girlfriend in pursuit to find out what's on the other side of Lake Winnipeg, um, and I guess yeah, he so he goes into town and to the harbor and you know encounters a. a and a strange local fisherman who's kind of like you know a crazy guy as most fishermen are and um he he sets him up with a boat and then he sets sail onto this onto this lake and what i guess i don't know should i tell what happens at the end at the end because it's not really done yet you don't have to they go on a he sends him on a, on a quest and then he, sends he him on, yeah. goes on the quest and and what happens is a mystery what happens is a mystery yeah. because ultimately it is a mystery on what is on what's on the other side it's about the journey not it's, the destination that's true but it's also about the destination <laughs> because it is absolutely about the destination you know, Luke, you're 100 wrong because because the destination is really cool and very surreal and i'm trying out visual effects and it'll look sick hopefully nice yeah, it's working from what we like. What we went to go shoot and do is it working? Oh or? yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't tried it. Oh, okay. I've, I've <laughs> emailed, oh yeah, it's working. Oh yeah, it's working. I've emailed a, a local VFX wizard. Oh, about doing doing the visual effects. The great doubt. The great doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully we can do that. But yeah, that's kind of what the movie's about. Just kind of like this journey, but like this kid who's like just transfixed on the lake as I was when I was in Gimli last year for the first time in a long time so nice I'd well, like to add more to what you're saying about uh like Gimli the town it has a very like cinematic feel like oh, yeah. I, I totally get what you like when you're walking around in there it definitely feels like what, what's is it Amity Lake Amity Island where uh what's it called it takes Amity? place Amity uh yeah, where uh Spielberg, Shark, Jaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has a very, very like feel like that where it kind of like could be like a pseudo representation of like a small town, like like people trying to escape from or like to go on a holiday. And there's like a, a really like interesting like vibe to go to with that city, or like town. I guess it's it's, it's a it's, small town. Gimli is the is the Caribbean of the prairies, man. <laughs> the Caribbean of the prairies. Like when you go oh, there, the Oriental like Pearl. Well, you sort of feel like you're in some little like um you're like in some sort of one of those tv shows that's about a small town but it's also like you're on holiday in some like other place like it feels weird it's like a quintessential like small lake town yeah, yeah and everyone lives on like these little like like beachfront lots and they all have ditches in front of their houses and there's little like boardwalks up to all the there are like yeah. little cabins along yeah. the side but people actually like live there and they they like live there like all year long and, mm. and it's just a, a vibe it and is. like and like um I'll kind of like segue into just like the location scout process from here because mm. we were already talking about the town but like did you always like obviously you always knew that you wanted to shoot Gimli mm -hmm. but like how was um like were you looking for like specific um elements in the aesthetics like when you were looking for the locations for the shoot I don't know like I mean as we were like talking like. Gimli has like the vibe and the feel mm -hmm. that that I really that I really wanted in terms of like finding the actual locations I think like I pretty much knew where I wanted to film like 
like I knew I wanted to film in the harbor because, you know, where are you going to find a harbor that big mm -hmm. in the middle of the prairies, right? So it's, that's like kind of special to that. And I knew I wanted to film there because the aesthetic of like the sailboats in, in like the, the background or whatever, just like, it was just an image that could never like escape my mind when like writing this story or thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, but as for the rest of the stuff, like the beach, like I had no idea if we were going to film it like on the main public beach or if we were going to go like find our own little secluded one, which we ended up doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess like I knew like, originally I knew, I knew I wanted like some sort of like, you know, kind of crusty old fishing shack, but we couldn't really find that um, like or like a lighthouse or something like that to, for for uh, rods, rod shack. Um, but you know, I guess we kind of locked out because the Airbnb we rented for the, like for the crew and cast to stay in for our, our time there, um, like also had like doubled. doubled as a location. So yeah. that kind of worked out to our favor. So it was like a really good aesthetic, like that little yeah. cabin yeah. thing. We, yeah, that was awesome. And like we transformed it because, you know, Ryan did the, the, you know, art decoration for it. Yeah. The like design a production and everything. Design. Yeah. yeah. Did a good job. Great job. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks awesome. So, did you ever find like an exterior just to shoot it, like just to say like it's in there? No, you're not gonna you need, don't it. need it. No, I don't no. need it. No. Um, so kind of like wanted to talk about a bit about like why you wanted to tell this story and like why did you want to tell the story now as opposed to any other time, mm -hmm. and sort of like the takeaway you want, you you would hope people have after they see it or yeah. or that you even have now that yeah. you're watching it and edit. Yeah, like I guess. I guess really like the only reason why I wanted to make this is because I was just like so obsessed with that idea. Mm -hmm. Like that one kind of silly saying that my friend said. And, um, you know, I just wanted to do that. And like with each project, each new project I do, I want to like challenge myself in a new way and try something new. So I was like, this would be a perfect, you know, opportunity to like apply for funding and see if we can get it because this is a story that can be told in five minutes. And, um, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So it's like, you know, this, this story isn't, you know, necessarily personal to me, like in any way, like, you know, sure. Like, I feel like I could probably make some connections between my own personal life and the actual story, but, um, like, you know, it was just more just like, like, a you know, seeing if I can, you know, get, give this, give this project some legs with some actual money kind of, and like allow myself to try it. Like, you know, new things by, you know, shooting on location, you know, and just not being restricted by a budget. Mm -hmm. So. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I've heard like some people who've gotten funding to make shorts in the past have had more problems with more money than they would have without money. Oh yeah. Do you I, feel like you felt that? Yes. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Um, like, I mean, I, I mean, you have like the same, cause I, I mean, luckily with this grant, you know, you still retain all your creative control. It's just that, you know, the way that you receive the funding isn't necessarily, you know, you know, the most, uh, you know, efficient. <laughs> we'll, or, we'll pay you back later. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> oh. you have to spend all your money first and then they reimburse you at the end, which is nice. They reimburse you, but if it's, you know, it's. Fronting the money is tough. Yeah, like, yeah. Fronting the money is tough, especially, you know, when you're trying to, like, you know, I don't know. It, it was just, like, a difficult process. But, like, luckily I was able to, you know, come up with the money in time um, because that's what I was most worried about. Uh, but, 
yeah, no, definitely, definitely more money, more, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I wouldn't discourage anybody from trying it out because, yeah. you know, grants are a great thing because if you get one, that means, you know, you're going to get more. It looks great when like you're applying for jobs or whatever, or applying for other grants, like I already received this one. I know what I'm doing. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, shy away from like applying mm -hmm. um, again, you yeah. know, for a different grant. I guess it would look good to them that you like mm -hmm. have gone through before. So yeah. you're not going to be like, well, let's lose. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any more questions about like concept stuff? Not concept, but I have, I have a question. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, would you, speaking about the issues that you had with this uh, budget and this level of movie, would you, in the future, would you like to make things that are bigger, the same level, or would you like to go back down to smaller movies and in, more indie movies? Like more like kind of like DIY movies as opposed to like grand stuff? Honestly, like, I mean... First and foremost, like I, I just want to make movies. Like I'll be happy, right. happy, you know, making movies at whatever level. If it's zero budget or if it's like a couple hundred thousand dollars to like millions of dollars, like I'll be happy wherever, you know. Um, but like definitely for my next film, you know, or my next project I'm involved with, you know, I'd love to, you know, keep it low budget just to kind of like, you know, kind of take a break from all that stress. But I feel like this is like a weird. It's a weird budget to have, because like, like you know. I guess $3,000 in total is a lot of money to have, but it's like not enough. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of like a weird amount to, to work with, especially if you're only allowed to spend $1,000 in production, $1,000 on post-production, and you get $1,000 worth of equipment rental credits. So that's, that's what's most difficult about it. Just like, you know, because I went over budget on production. You know, I, right. I probably spent like twelve or $1,300 on the production, but I'm only getting reimbursed the $1,000 because, you know, that money is delegated specifically for that right. part of the grant, which kind of is, is where the stress comes from. But The equipment rental part, mm -hmm. do you, if you don't use it, does it disappear? Well, I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You just, you know, it's like you, that's the only part that's not reimbursed, right? Because yeah. you're just taking the equipment, you know? So, however, like if you for some reason went over $1,000 of rental... That will come out of your own money. Yeah. But up until a thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Couldn't you just have like their whole studio for a thousand dollars? Yeah. Like... I mean, you could you could rent out the entire film group for that amount of money for like yeah. you know a couple of days, mm -hmm. and like which is great because you know with some this, people do some people do and it would be a and good resource to, like you could build a set or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't build a set with the film group credits. You'd have to build a set with the production money. Right, but you so, could use the space. You could use the space, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I mean, it's great to have the extra credits there because, like, you know, we had to do reshoots mm -hmm. where we had to go out to film the final scene. And it was good just to, like, you know, like, email, you know, and just say, like, hey, I need this for this weekend. Uh, can we get it? And like, yeah, no problem. And, you know, we don't have to worry about paying for it, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm um so let's talk a bit about like the shoot yeah because three of us were there one yeah. of us wasn't maybe luke can have like maybe luke has more questions than we have about like yeah. how it went down but like mm. we all you know go out to gimli we all like carpool to gimli yeah. we get stay at this airbnb that's like super aesthetic like like <laughs> nautical as hell 
and we're all like i don't know how many people were on set like over 10 people over 10 people yeah. and we're all just like sleeping in this one tiny house <laughs> and uh we shoot a movie so like how did you guys find that like i personally loved it i got yeah. really drunk that first night <laughs> oh yeah i think we all did because we were just all so happy to be there that's so fun <laughs> uh well the, the thing that stands up for me is was when when you let the bacon on fire and walking into that situation and then the awful shower <laughs> the first two yeah. things oh my like, god the I shower am, was so because i will say like 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 miranda was really a really fun time and it was like really fun to be all there and like to have it be like your life for those few days like is just to wake up and shoot like that's that's a really nice feeling like mm. like you said like i'd love to just do that for life like to wake up know that you're doing the movie go to bed and know that's what you're doing the next day yeah it's a nice feeling but like oh that shower where you would hear it, there was like a nice little audio cue when the water was right about to go from you know like lukewarm to freezing oh and you <laughs> no, had to like get out of the way like, it was like Two seconds freezing, two seconds burning hot. Like, we'll burn your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> two seconds freezing. And I was like, I was drunk, right? Like, I was really drunk that night, guys. I had never been that drunk, like, in, like, two years. Oh, my gosh. So I was there, and like, it was a mess. And I'm, like, trying to shower. And, like, Jermel's, like, trying to help me shower. Because, like, <laughs> like, I know he was, like, helping me to the washroom. But, like, he wasn't actually, like, physically helping me shower. But, like, he was standing, like, in the room or whatever, I think. Yeah. And I was just, like, why is it doing this? I was, like, so mad. Um, and then I think I showered the, the morning after that. And I, I still, even, like, sober, I was, like, what the fuck's happening? Like, why is the shower so bad? But other than that, guys, rent that Airbnb because it was really good. How um, would wake up? Like, <laughs> you're like, ah, yeah, ah. You're like, oh my God. Um, but I think it was like really nice too, just like the crew that you had there. Yeah. Like, we were all friends. Yeah. At least, and if some of us weren't like super close, like somebody knew somebody, like um, mutual friends with some of the crew or something. Yeah. And it was just who, like who a was really all good environment i, I have um, i have the list on my phone i'll check it was like you just made the list so <laughs> was uh, Chelsea, adam me yeah let's see okay so yeah just just in the shower ryan brent mitch eric tom nice Davis. and and there's other other friend and brooke. then our actors our other friend brooke was involved with costumes but she couldn't make it to set yeah um, and then the actors which yeah were um, Rod, Rod, Tavis, Rod was well, Sean, the life. Brooklyn, Carrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, just a note about like the cast and crew. I have never worked with like such great actors and such a, like a devoted and talented crew. Like I've never worked with that many good people. Like at the on, same time, at the same time on any of my projects ever, and I'm just like so grateful for that because it's like you know. You know this it's it's not my movie like it's our movie right mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's that's really cool that's like the super emotional time when it becomes everybody's movie yeah because mm -hmm. it's your movie up until you get to set and then it becomes yeah. like everyone everyone cares well yeah like, of we're course. all stuck in gimli anyways. yeah like we're, so we're all like might as well care yeah exactly but we actually did care that was my that was my trick I all cared. along <laughs> might as well care i felt that on the replacement actually because it was yeah. a fairly big crew as well yeah. and like seeing everybody come together is a really yeah. nice feeling yeah and it's just like an added bonus that we were all like really good friends and like we had all worked with each other before and like you know some capacity to some capacity you know so like we were all familiar with how we worked with each other so mm -hmm. that was nice um, we, we, we're gonna gloss over the bacon fire 
Maybe, yeah, maybe, that, maybe that later. That just kind of burned out. I don't literally. know. I set bacon on fire. Okay, I thought you could barbecue bacon. I thought it wasn't a big deal. Whatever. <laughs> what, you, threw, you threw bacon on a barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> he, he fried a pan. Like he, he, okay, because it was a cookie sheet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cookie sheet. But he forgot that like bacon makes grease. I, I, knew, flammable. I, knew, I knew bacon made grease. He kept, it's like you can't bake bacon in like a cookie sheet. That's, yeah, you like, can. Yeah, he does it all the time. He's insane. In an oven. Yeah, you can. <laughs> can I've never heard that the, the potatoes I made the second night. Were they good? Did you not try them? <laughs> Were they good? I don't remember. I don't know. I just it remember trying so to work good. with the barbecue after a blaze. I was right before I was drunk. I was making potatoes. Oh, God. This was the morning. Baked potatoes. It's really funny because I, boiled like, I was... Them. I was, I, no, I built, boiled them. I didn't make Because we need Mitch to tell the story because he, he's like frying eggs and there's like this black plume of smoke, smoke coming from the back and he's like... Hey Jesse, <laughs> you were like, oh, and then you guys go and there's like a big fire. I like, I opened it up. I was like, oh shit. Oh my god. Which is why uh, we don't, you know, let vegetarians cook meat products. <laughs> Fair enough. So, were there any like, um, really interesting or great surprises that you like were realizing during set? Either, I guess, good surprises or bad surprises, like things that like were unexpected that happened. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. There is so much good that happened. And the unfortunate thing is I didn't realize it until it was over. Because, like, you know, like, as I confided in you, like, on the last day, you know, it was a very weird shoot for me. But we can go into that after. But I guess the thing that surprised me the most was how much of a a logistical nightmare this movie was. (laughs) Like, it was, it was, like. A logistical nightmare. Yeah. That's it. Like, it was very, very ambitious of me to, like, shoot a movie an hour outside of, you know, our booming metropolis that we call home. Uh, Winnipeg! And, and, I love it. And, um, yeah, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. And, you know, like, uh, like you know, sleeping in the Airbnb and having a place to stage all our gear and crew and stuff like that, that was great. The thing that was the worst was the boats. Because like not only are we filming a not only only are we filming a movie outside of town, um, we're also filming on the water of like yeah. this lake that's like known for like its rapid changes in weather and yeah. like wave size. Like it's just like you know why? and how fucking dirty it is and poisonous. Yeah, like me. like yeah, it was and not just, in Gimli like. Thankfully, yeah, like the there's war. worse areas of yeah. the lake, but also Gimli's pretty good. Dealing but. with the rampant uh, construction that happens during the summer, yeah. where you're, we're filming in between jackhammering well, sessions. That, that wasn't even that, that wasn't even like construction. Well, like we were filming at the harbor, and yeah. when I was getting the permits, they were like, "Oh yeah, there's gonna be construction going on this day, and they're gonna be piling like sheet piles into the harbor." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> fantastic!" <laughs> <laughs> That's great for my movie. I love it. So it's like it's like. I have these poor actors trying to like speak over like these this large crane things going doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I'm like, let's just roll like <laughs> i remember we were like i think it was like you me and eric and was one more Mitch? yeah maybe i don't know oh brent 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 eric me and adam were like we went to go get some food mm-hmm. and then we walked over to join you guys and as we were approaching we just hear this like <laughs> and we're like oh no we come over and you guys are just like it's fine everything's fine yeah it was crazy. <laughs> and, and uh no it was oh, so man. funny and like yeah but like you know back on the subject of the boats like that was the worst because um like 
I'm the only, I'm like, as far as I know, I was the only one who knew how to back up a trailer, like attached to a car. Were you the only one with like a, a boating, boating license? license I, yeah, I was well. the, yeah. the only one with the boating license. I was the only one who was like, knew how to drive, like reverse a trailer and, and like launch the boat. Um, and so like, I'd have to do that before we'd shoot. So I'd have to drive, you know, like I have to back up to the boat launch, go into the Harbor Authority or the Harbor thing, pay the 750 boat launch, um, like a $7.50 boat launch fee, go back in the car, back up the boat, hop out of the car, get Eric to drive, um, hop in the driver's seat, and then, you know, back the boat into the water and say, Eric, can you go park the car over there? I'll I'll tie the boat off to the dock and I'll come help you load the gear into the boat with Tavis. <laughs> oh so just like, there's like all this running around back and forth. And like, you know, I remember like one of the days we launched the boat like twice. So we had to like, you know, back the trailer in and out of the water four times and like we, we still had stuff to film after did you have to pay the fee each time yeah like oh so i gosh. had to pay i think you know i spent like i launched three times so i paid seven dollars and fifty cents three times whatever that amount is i can't do math that quick oh, but, 22 50. something like that i was gonna say that but they beat me to it <laughs> yeah so another thing i remember mm -hmm. that was a little bit stressful was when you and mitch were out on the water and then brent our assistant camera person <laughs> was having to film the scene for jesse because jesse's directing but he's on the boat because he's the only one certified to drive the boat so he's out about like maybe a kilometer out in the water and he's like looking at us and he's on the phone with me and i'm leaning over <laughs> brent being like yep the shot looks like this and i would send you pictures of like the viewfinder and you'd be like oh yeah it looks good and it was just like, <laughs> so and then, awkward and then, and then i'd be on the phone with brent i'm like okay brent are you rolling the camera he's like yeah brent are you sure you're rolling the camera <laughs> and then he's like yeah affirmative yeah. and then and i said okay where am i in the frame am I on the left or the right in the center he's like uh you're like you know on the left and i say okay we're gonna go me and mitch are gonna drive like i'd explain to him the plan and then we drive and then i'd say as as soon as i wipe frame stop recording and then i'd be like driving like waiting for brent's signal or whatever sometimes and then i say have we wiped frame yet he's like uh let me check oh, we're still driving. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and he was like yeah you guys are gone I'm like okay cool and there was probably a lag in the phone service too a little oh, bit oh probably yeah and because you guys were out on the water and yeah I don't know. I just like, and we were all standing there being like, man, this is taking a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it took so long to get going. There was also, uh, we had the, you had the car on and then like, we locked ourselves oh, out of the car. Because, because my dad's car, it has like oh. a, it had like the key fob. So Jesse takes the key for the car that Eric drove. Okay, so Eric's in the <laughs> See, like, these, okay. are, this is the, these are the surprises. Okay, so Jesse loads the boat in. Jesse's like, okay, I'm going to drive the boat. Goes out on the water. Eric's like, bye. Eric doesn't have the keys for the car, but Jesse's within range of the car to like still be running because it's one of those push button ones, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. So Eric drives the car all the way to this beach <laughs> where we meet up with Jesse. Yeah. And the car is still running, but then Eric turns the car off because he's done driving. So then we all hang out at the beach and we're like, la di da we finish the scene and Jesse's like, okay, I'm going to drive back to the harbor and pull the boat up. And we're like, okay, Eric's like, I'll meet you there. And then Eric goes to the car and he's like, fuck. And Jesse's like, boating away. And we're like, no! <laughs> the so then I have to drive Eric to the harbor. Then we get to the boat place. Then we have like a pretty real talk about like the logistics of what's happening right now. Yeah. And we decide to leave the boat in and film the rest of the boat scenes instead of taking the boat out of the water. And then Eric gets the key and all was fine. But that was like <sighs> real AD stress right there. Yeah. 
that was intense. That also helped happen multiple times. Like I remember like <laughs> the, the key like whole like ordeal like being in the wrong hands, like not with the driver, like yeah. multiple times. But or uh, <sighs> when when you're on the beach and Jesse walks up to you and goes, "Here's the keys, go get this," <laughs> and then you you drive. If his you had to figure out a push like the push to start vehicle and like you had it like in semi like automatic so like oh like with like oh i didn't that's like that's like the sport mode or whatever so i don't I know so use, like, i had the like paddle shifters yeah i had to like figure out that quickly so like i'm I'm driving back and then on the way back i get a call and he's like hey are you still at the cabin i was like no i'm gonna be there in like two seconds and you're like you gotta go again <laughs> so you come in <laughs> talk to him what i need and then oh, go yeah, back that's right. that's and come filming. back. That's when you were filming at the beach. I was like, yeah, hey, Adam, I need to sit back. I need this thing. It's the batteries. If we ever do this kind of shoot again, we need long range walkie talkies. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and battery. Every single person. Battery packs that can charge on the go. Yeah. yeah. Not back at the cabin, which is like 20 yeah. minutes away. Also, just like a lot more preparation. Yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, don't get me wrong from the moment i submitted the grant up until the day before like we the, the production like i'd been thinking about like the story and all that stuff i had not thought a single bit about like the logistics because like that's the one thing that i was like ah uh, like I, I gotta figure it out like this is it's not a problem <laughs> it's not that but hard, that's yeah. that's but the logistics was the thing that was like you know limiting us from almost not making our day so yeah yeah I remember when you had to skip class to, to hand it in. To the grant? Yeah, you're doing grant work and, oh, and yeah. you're skipping shit I, sociology. Yeah, I skipped <laughs> lots of class to write that grant. But it paid off. Yeah. yeah. He still graduated though. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I think I think like if if you had given like people like that were in my position and like that kind yeah. of side more um like agency? Not just agency, but like more like of the preparation like yeah um like that one time like we were doing the scene on the beach and you were like can you like block the actors and i was like uh i can but i don't have any yeah like i don't have any guidelines as to how this is supposed to look because like because if you'd like done the blocking ahead of time i could have just like translated it mm -hmm. but i didn't want to like make a call for no, you creatively because like you're the director so i was like uh um uh and i was like jermel go run lines with them because <laughs> yeah, he's no. scripty it's like, like Ugh. yeah no that's like a it's like a major oversight on my part not like delegating enough because like you know again like up until that point i had done everything myself like i had mm -hmm. written the grant and like i had been sitting this the story had been sitting on me for like a whole year pretty much and like you know i i was just like this is this is what it's going to be and i forgot that i assembled like just like this fascinating crew of people and like this like and people who are like totally competent like more so than me in some regards like just like who who know how to do this and like yeah that was just like my mistake um that i didn't like you know give give you guys enough to do because trust me like, i felt so guilty after the shoot just like that's like one of the things that bummed me out so bad which is like i feel like i didn't you know give my crew enough to do well it's also shitty when you're like stressed out and they're like what can we do and you're like I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't thought like, <laughs> it's just, like, There's just, so many things. It's just an awful feeling, but, you know. Please just help me. It's, it's, it's an awful feeling, but, like, you know, it's a... It's, and it's, like, something I never really had a problem with before because, like, you know, I've worked with people on set, you know, on my own films and, like, given, given them work. It's just, this one is just, like, I don't know what it was. 
That's an it's an interesting problem having like having to delegate and like letting go of certain things, yeah. just knowing that like there's someone who can do this better, but it's like releasing that control sometimes is very scary. Yeah. And uh, like I had that when we did um in November back in November when we mm-hmm. did that unspoken thing, but like it was so much better. Like letting Brendan and you yeah. like completely take over so, like like some of like the visual stuff, like oh I, I could have it was like so much better than yeah. anything I could have done. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, like, I think in, in that case, like, that fear of, like, mm-hmm. letting it go and then having, like, someone come back with, like, a, like a, a product that maybe isn't what you see in your head, but, like, yeah. better because yeah. it's, A, real yeah. and, like, has all their talent and effort put into it. Like, that, having that moment where you're like, oh, man, it's, it's really, like, powerful, but it also, like, a lot of growth happens in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And, like, yeah. And, like, you know the work that you guys did and like everybody else did, you know, um, it totally showed through and yeah, it's, I'm so like appreciative of like all the hard work and like you guys like putting up with, with me. Cause like, I felt so clueless on that shoot and like unprepared, mm-hmm. but you know, you guys like took that and just like, you got this, we got this, you know, let's make a movie. Yeah. And that was, that was great. It worked really well for the the second show when we were our second um, shoot where we were out on the lake. Yeah, it was a lot better. But it, yeah. again, it was more akin to what we do, like smaller and yeah. just you can do this, go do it, and then yeah, micro crew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was it was good. But yeah, I definitely learned like so much on this shoot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like more than I think I ever have on any other project I I've done because it's like. You know, I was just dealing with so many new things and new challenges that it's just like, I feel like I'm prepared to take on like anything now, which is, which is like a pretty cool feeling, but That's also good. like pretty scary because it's like, you know, saying that it's like, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like what I guess like our listeners can take away from like this portion of the discussion is just mm-hmm. that like, you know, more money can present more problems and can also present really great learning experiences, especially mm. on like the indie level when you first yeah. like do get a grant or you do get funding for for a project. Like, um, it might not be what you expected, mm-hmm. but it will definitely be rewarding and like yeah. eye opening and Absolutely. like a huge growth experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I agree completely. It's it's pretty cool, and it's pretty cool that you know. Like within our small like filmmaking city, you know, we get stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break and uh, grab some water or go to the bathroom or whatever. Gotcha. I gotta go to the bathroom. I have an ad break questionarium. So there are two girls lost in the woods and it's raining. They find an abandoned cabin, which they're going to stay the night, but they need some food. So the two split up and try to find some food. One finds uh, an apple tree, and when she finishes picking the apple and eating it, she magically turns into a tree. And the other one shows back up and is wondering where her friend is. How will she figure out how, uh, which tree is her friend? Weren't they All sisters? Right. Uh, I don't know, man. It changes. <laughs> well, uh, we'll be right back with the answer for now. Enjoy the, the smooth, smooth tunes. Smooth jazz. All right, back. Thank you. 
All right. Here's the thrilling answer to our Advert Questionarium <laughs> riddle. Uh, so, how would you figure out which tree is her friend? It would be the only one that's dry because it had rained before. I remember to set it this time. Oh! It was wow. raining! Nice. Yeah. I should have thought about that. What a yeah. good questionarium! Nice. So I guess we'll go back into the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll lead in with my question. Um, you, you're a cinematographer first. Like you yeah. said that you like to do cinematography, and this is kind of your first experience, like directing and writing, mm-hmm. and um, and doing cinematography in, on this like scale. Yeah. Um, do you find, or have you found that um, being in the role of directing and writing has helped your cinematography in this? And vice versa, do you feel that after this, now that you have become, uh, now that you have directed and written, that you're going to become a different type of cinematographer, or like you're, that would change, because one's about looks and one's about story, and like they kind of have to feed into each other. And the best movies have, the best movies writing, is taking into the visuals into account. Yeah. And the best visuals take the story into account. Yeah. And like, okay, that's that's a really good question actually, because I I haven't really thought of that before, but. Now that I sort of have. Um, <laughs> just now. Just, 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 as I was asking the as question. Now that I thought about it at length. Like, I almost, it's like almost like I have like an answer for you, kind of. Um, <laughs> I can answer that question. I can't say. Anyways, um, yeah, no, um, just because like first and foremost, like what I do is cinematography. I think more than anything that influences the way I write and direct because I'm so used to like telling stories like visually or like creating like images with that are kind of like writing you know in air quotations like writing um but yeah no definitely um cinematography definitely like influences the way i i uh i write but also influences the way i direct in the sense like i just know how to block because you know when you're trying to like frame an image with like you know people in it like actors and like things and objects all sorts of stuff like you want to like, you know, arrange them in a way where it's going to look the best. And I think that really helps me because since I, you know, since because like I spent so much time framing up a shot and whatnot like that, um, I can I can block without having to look at the viewfinder just because like I'll know, you know, kind of like the general general blocking. And that, I guess that helps. But it's not like as like artistic, I guess, right. as as its influence on my writing. But yeah. Because, yeah, like, I mean, I, I mean, like, the idea for this movie, you know, I don't remember when, like, I actually decided I wanted to pursue it. But, you know, when I did, I saw it in images, right, before I even, you know, went into my uh, writing software choice. I have a question, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't, I haven't read the script, and I, like, I kind of know the general plot. Of, mm-hmm. um, is the, is the movie silent? Is there any dialogue? Oh, there's dialogue, yeah. Do you think the movie would translate if someone watched it on mute? I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah, because I, I mean, I found that like a lot of the best directors, um, I, I mean, I guess my, my, my view on movies is that show don't tell. And like a lot of the best movies out there, if you turn it down, you can still kind of understand what's happening oh, yeah. with, with no sound and no dot, like with, on mute. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, 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 I, when I you mean, watch Pixar's Cars. Right. 
Yeah, you understand everything. Yeah, and you, yeah. Don't, you don't have to like listen no, to it. No, Cars is the best movie ever made. I feel like, yeah, it is. It truly is. I really like Cars. Wow. <laughs> so, so now we're going into the section of the episode where we just exclusively talk about cars. What kind of car do you drive? Yeah. So it wasn't made or funny. <laughs> oh, I felt like I personally identified with Sally TBH. <laughs> I'm just picking it. Yeah, no, of course. Um, just memeing. Yeah, no, I think I think it, it could totally translate um silently. Um because like, you know, my other film Breakfast was a exercise in that mm-hmm. as well, because that movie is completely silent. Right. And, you know, I mean it has like sound design and music, but like, you know, standalone it, it makes sense, right? Um Is is that something that you've like consciously like decide or consciously are aware of when you're making a movie? Is that yeah. I mean like that yeah. everything can be told with just what you're watching. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. that's their fundamentals of being like, a cinematographer. I too. mean, like as a director, I prefer like silent stuff because then you know you you put more trust in your actors and stuff like that with their body language and just like their their expressions. And I like that more because like to me like you know it makes a more interesting movie if it's silent because you do show more and there's more interesting stuff happening. Instead of like, you know, just like stuff being said in replacement of that. So, yeah. But I mean, the reason why I wanted, like I included so much dialogue in this movie is just because like the actors playing these characters were just like, just such a perfect fit that like it wouldn't wouldn't, like really make sense to have it silent. Like, you know, like we are. You want to use them to the best of their talents kind of thing. Exactly. Like like Rod is a non-actor, but he just has like such this such like a wild personality and like just yeah. like this presence with his voice mm-hmm. that it just like it would make it just it would be a shame not to not to showcase that yeah in some way right? i do think that if it was silent uh especially towards the end like i know it for for the for dealing with rod for being a non-actor to take a lot more takes yeah but I definitely by like 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 that eighth take like the, the the he became an actor oh yeah and like like a really good one like when we were when we were doing the part where he had to like look at the he's sort of like retelling his yeah. version of going to the middle yeah or finding out what like what's on the other side yeah it's all in his eyes like that oh, yeah. moment where like it's beautiful yeah. i think that you could turn off the sound and just sort of like appreciate mm-hmm. the acting just in the eyes like you can it's like you can literally like see it like he's reliving his own like imagery and it's like him, I guess him being a non-actor, like he's actually like found a way to feel it, right. mm-hmm. and he figured out basically like a fundamental of acting is like being able to portray yeah. that that feeling within. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was it was good. Yeah, Rod, Rod just, he's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. That was another surprise, a great surprise. See, for me, on the flip side, mm-hmm. like you know, we were just talking about how if you muted it, it would work. Um, but for me on the flip side, I remember when you were like, okay, let's clear this room. Like there's too many people in here. Let's just, you know, cause you were trying to focus with the actors mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then a couple of us went into like the, that like screen porch area. And I was just around the corner, like looking at my sheets and stuff, like looking at things. And I remember just listening to it. That one good take that we had where everyone was like, dude, that was awesome. Like right after I was listening to that. And I like saw the scene so vividly just by the way that they like were talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man it's so good yeah. and like <laughs> that's like really cool because like you know the the sensory experience of like film mm-hmm. is like 
so interesting and like if you had like no visuals like what's the experience and then if you have like no sound what's the experience and like how it kind of relates but i thought yeah the dialogue's really good like the performances are really good too yeah um i guess like this is kind of like similar to what we were just talking about but like mm. is, do you feel like there's a difference between the film you wrote and the film you shot at yes. all oh yeah um kind of like talk about that like what what kind of changed most for you i mean i guess when i wrote it you know rod wasn't even rod mm -hmm. rod was ferdinand <laughs> up until you know the final version of the script because i forgot to change the name uh, <laughs> anyways it's just a technicality but no um like it's 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 completely different because like i think i think the actors changed it the way i saw it and like the change of the actors, like, like, you know, that was more recent. Like I had been sitting on like this image of like these characters in my film for a longer time than the actual actors playing the characters in the film were like a part of the project, if that makes any sense. So like it definitely, it definitely changed in that regard. Um, you know, in terms of like, you know, like the shooting, like I didn't prepare a shot list. Like I only, I only prepared a shot list for the grant, but that's just so, you know, because that's that was was a report. <laughs> I had to check that box. I had to check that box, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, so but and you know, I mean, that's what I normally do anyways. I go into to a blind because I just like to find the frame naturally, I guess. But um, you know that in that regard, like the visual like changed. Like there's some stuff that like I you know, I I had in my head and it was like executed to like my vision, but yeah, a lot of stuff. It, it, it definitely is a different movie um, after the fact than it was before. Mm -hmm. But I'm just as happy with it, if not more. Like, I'm pretty, pretty uh, ecstatic about it, so. Yeah. You're talking a bit of, like, earlier, like, to let me know if you're not comfortable talking about mm -hmm. this, but you were talking about earlier about how, like, you were kind of, like, feeling, like, the weight of everything a lot. Mm -hmm. Um just for the benefit of like us to hear that story and like also for like maybe the listeners to like yeah. get some insight into like what that feels like mm -hmm. like kind of like what you're going through um as you were kind of losing um your you know grasp on everything mm -hmm. and like how that felt for you well, yeah and it's like it's like something that you know you only learn when you're making films and it's like not something that you're really entirely prepared for you know, as an artist, because it's like, you know, you know, sure, it's like, it's, it's so much fun to make movies with your friends, and, and stuff like that. But like, you know, on a, on a personal level, and like on an individual level, as like the artist making a work, it's like, yeah, I mean, personally, for this, like, I don't know what it was. But like this, the script that had been in my mind for a whole year, you know, and that I've been preparing for for like months, you know, the day that the moment we started shooting, I just felt so detached from it. Like, I feel like I wasn't connecting with the story. Like my vision wasn't connecting. Like I was losing sight of what I wanted. And it was just like really weird. And like, you know, I think maybe I attribute that because I like, you know, I work on a TV show now as a camera assistant. And like, you know, the way we shoot that show is like, you know, there's not a whole lot of like, you know, like artistry that goes into mm -hmm. it. Like we're shooting television for like this kind of like unknown ch 
channel that like in like for like this tv show that's just like true crime like you know we're filming one episode per week in like three days so it's just like the point of like filming is just to get it done and get it on tv so like there's just like no thought into that there's a detachment from it there's a detachment from it and i think just like because for being in in that environment for so long that's like kind of what my movie felt like where it's like this is just another episode of tv like you know we gotta get it done we gotta get it done and just like i i you know I felt awful because it's like, you know, the whole time I was like, this is not going well. Like, this is, this is not what I wanted. You know, I feel like I'm not doing my job. You know, I feel like I'm letting everybody down and stuff like that. And it's just like a really strange feeling for me. And, um, you know, like I had like a lot of support from you guys, like saying like, you know, this is, this is turning out fine. Like from mm-hmm. our perspective, like this is, this is looking fine. It's looking great. And I just, I just. Like, I just, like, had so much self-doubt, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I had that moment where I was just, like, like, like what's the point, kind of? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, you know I, I, I only realized after the fact, like, when I got home, like, I kind of, like, didn't do anything for a couple days. Like, like, I didn't watch anything for a couple days. And when I watched the footage and when I started editing it together, I just, like all this confidence came back. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is going to be awesome. That's the movie you wanted to make. That's, this is the movie that I want to make. And I, you know, I, you know, we did do our job as a team and like, this is my vision. It just, you know, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't see it, Mm -hmm. but you know, couldn't see the forest through the trees kind of deal. No, no. So like, yeah, you know, but we made it to the other side. We made it to the other side and we're, yeah came out on top i guess but i don't know it uh i don't know yeah it was just like it was like a very strange very strange uh, experience like i had a lot of fun shooting it and stuff like that it's just yeah i don't know i don't know what it was but you know what what's your plan with the movie well um like what would be success in your eyes like in t- if in like five years from now when you look back at this and you're decide whether or not it's successful or not successful how would that be defined for you i think first and foremost i think you know the first major success of this film is like you know when it gets finished like when when it's like all done like to me that's a success like just seeing a finished product just because of like all the stuff we went through kind of mm-hmm. um um that'd be like that'd be a big one and then like you know i think another success would be like you know having it screened in gimli next year because like you know It'd be, it'd be just great to, like, have the film that was made there, full screen circle. there. Come full circle. Come, yeah. come full circle in a way. But, I'd like, I'd also like to take it, like, beyond, you know, Gimli. Like, you know, I'd, I'd really like to crack down and give it a shot at, like, some real festivals. But, you know. <laughs> I, mean, Gimli, I mean, Gimli is a real <laughs> For the audiences at home, J- Jesse is wearing a Gimli Film Festival t- uh, t-shirt right now. I am. Listen. It's like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean. I know. I, I totally know what you mean. I, I, because one of my dreams to, for for like, where I am now and in my very like early career would be to have it play like beyond Canada. Yeah, that would be really Even cool. Even just beyond Manitoba would be yeah. cool, like Toronto uh-huh. or yeah. like some place. Yeah, like a bigger festival that's like, you know, like way longer and like really attended by like lots of people yeah. that like, would see it and would yeah. go. Hey, I feel blank way about that movie. Yeah. And then maybe they reach out to you and say, Hey man, 
like the movie or hey man fucking hated your movie yeah I mean <laughs> I, that'd think be of, interesting if someone it, called, someone contacted like, you to tell you how much movie. they hated it that'd be <laughs> interesting yeah it's still I'm playing like, here <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like there's a reason why I got in but like I don't know yeah I mean I, I, I just like you know maybe a small festival run but mm-hmm. like to me like I'm already thinking about the next thing and I just kind of want to get it over with, even though I haven't really gotten anywhere with it yet. So, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, you know, I just feel like I haven't had time to, like, you know, I found the motivation to get things rolling again, just because, like, that whole experience was, like, a lot. And I've been super busy, so, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Some crazy stories from set? I don't know. We already kind of like talked about lots of them. I mean, we can tell we can tell them about our reshoots and how oh. Eric almost capsized the boat. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Or uh, just just how because uh, Ta- you're on the beach shooting, Tavis can't drive the boat. So what do we do? We get Adam and Eric in the water behind the boat, so you can't be seen. So we have to pull slash push the boat with this like weird rope contraption on the side. And then first it's like not fast enough. And then it's, and then it's like, we're going too far out. We're going too far in. And then oh, that was just an interesting experience of just being in the water, being the boat, <laughs> basically like being responsible <laughs> being to like move the boat. <laughs> I am the boat. Well, like we're in the water and he, it, it's just like that we have to get like Tavis to cue. Who's getting a cue from you on like the, the beach. And that was just like, when people hear that, like, oh, you make films, and they're like, what do you, like, oh, that's so glamorous. I always think of those moments where it's like, I'm pulling the I'm boat like, behind if, the boat. I'm in, I'm in four feet of water right now, pushing, like, trying to keep this boat parallel to the camera. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 30 kilometer an hour wind. Yeah. Or, like, even and it's more. it's hot, and the and water's like hot. a, uh, you're sticking, like, sinking in the sand, and you're trying to stay out of the frame <laughs> and stay hidden. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's real filmmaking. That, yeah, that's, that's what I'm like, huh, I, I do make films when it, in it, when it's not just, like, the glamorous stuff it's it's that like mo- moment where they're like oh that's so cool that you do that and you're like yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> real cool um it was good the capsize was good uh, when we went on the waves <laughs> capsize, capsize. Was we didn't capsize <laughs> listen everybody everybody thinks they can drive a boat until they think they can until they drive the boat did eric think he can drive the boat yes absolutely <laughs> and i know eric's gonna be yelling at his radio or wherever he's listening. <laughs> or however he's listening to this, he's like, he's gonna be like, fuck, just. I yeah. imagine him at like, with, with like the Sal's donut and the coffee screaming at the radio. He'll just, he'll just be like, listening to the segment, like, <laughs> I did the Eric face. The Eric face. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, Eric was like, oh, can I drive the boat? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. You know, like, Tavis is already driving it, like, you know, and we haven't died yet, so let's go. <laughs> It's the and, worst that can happen. And like, you know, where were you filming? Like, it was like pretty, like, you know, secluded from the wind. But like, you know, um, the wind, like, you know, went all the way up that day. Like, it went from like a nice light breeze to like, kind of like, like hurricane season just about. <laughs> and like, <laughs> the, the, the waves went from like two feet to maybe like, you know, three to four feet. And, you know, like a general rule of thumb that I learned taking my boater safety courses, like you're always supposed to drive the boat at a wave, like at a 45 degree angle to cut through it. But (laughs) Eric wasn't driving like that. Like, you know, first he couldn't find, find out, figure out which way was like reverse or forward. 
Um, oh my gosh. So we just kind of like ended up parallel with the waves and like we were kind of like bobbing in them. And like there's one moment where we like hit a big wave from the side, like we just like dipped and like the water was like at the edge of like, the side of the boat and like it almost went in. Almost water, we almost took on water at that moment. I was like, okay, here I'm driving. Let's go. Home. He also lost his hat when we were coming, we were pulling back oh, yeah. in and he, his hat, like a big gust of wind happens and his hat goes flying off and we have to do a nice little like turn around and yeah. try and get the hat. It's a good time though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a great day. So, oh man, I having been friends with you for so long, I guess Jermel's the only one who still hasn't been on the boat. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I've been on the boat, Jermel. <laughs> yes. I think Jermel's editing this one. Nice. I'll take, I'll take you on the boat, Jermel. I promise. <laughs> that's what he said last time. <laughs> you're talking about like funny film related things where people are like, you're a filmmaker and you're like, uh, yeah. And then you think about those moments. I'm thinking about like on that unspoken thing when we're all near one switch and we're like, oh. okay, three, two, one, go. And then everyone turns the switch on like eight switches. Yeah. And then like all the lights go on, but like we had to time it just oh, yeah. right. And it was like, yeah, that, oh man. That was probably the best. And especially, um, having the owners or like the people who were looking after us that night be mm -hmm. a part of it. I feel like for them, that was the moment where like, it really became like a legit thing. Cause like I'd start the like, it'd be like, okay, everyone's in the position. You do like a countdown and it's like, you'd start music and then mm -hmm. they would be like, the music would play. Yeah. The, like the scene would like start happening. And then it would be like mid scene where it has to like hit the switch. And it's like Jermel's in the corner going like Mark. And it's like, everyone hits the thing. And it's like, I feel like in that moment, for those people who like aren't really necessarily a part of it like that's movie magic yeah or, like that's where it like yeah. it's solidified to them that like we're not just like hey we're filmmakers it's like the movie's being made and like this is what it looks like and having seen like the final like sending them the final product especially like they really enjoyed it and like that i always get like compliments on like that specific part of yeah. the film like when yeah. it makes that transition no, that is like like such a technical achievement like, like, like on, our, on our level yeah i mean like Granted, you know, we got like $20,000 worth of gear for free. Shout um, out to Brendan. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I mean, yeah, just like the way we were, like this gear that we were completely unfamiliar with and like this thing we never tried. It was like a really cool achievement just mm -hmm. to see that pull off and like really like well. So, yeah. And like, I'm thinking well, this one time on my set when like we were filming, we were doing like the last scene of like one of our rom coms and we, we wanted him to walk out in the rain. It was Dagan that was walking out. And me and Josh Hood are like, we gotta get the shot. So we set up the entire jib in the pouring rain and we're like, we're gonna do it. And then we wrap the camera in like this like plastic bag, this clear plastic bag, yeah. and just cut out the lens and then like put a filter over the lens and we're like, okay. And then we're like, okay. And it's this big like ray shot and we're just like, it's so wet. But like, we ended up getting it and it was good and we're just like, yes. Yeah. But like those moments, it's like where you're just like, what is my life right now? Yeah. Those are like really rewarding. I'd almost call end. it like you drop in and it's like, that's what like everything's all about. Like the whole, like all the effort in the room is like focused to that. Mm -hmm. And it's like that moment where like it all like, it's like you're all, op it's like on a sports team when you're like, like you execute the play, like perfectly and you all come together and it's like you're you're operating under this one like there's a camaraderie yeah, yeah it sure. was really nice and it's like that it's like that moment that like especially just being on set with lots of people multiple times and new people like, it's a really great way to like just like hang out and like you have that like moment together and you can be like oh hey remember when we had to do all the you know and then it's like oh it's cool and you get like just accumulating stories like that and experiences like 
That's the best part about film. One of the best parts. Mm. There's a lot of good parts about filmmaking. Yeah. Go to Gimli. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's basically all we have time for today. Like I feel like we're kind of reaching the end of the of the pod. We're at like an hour and an hour and seven minutes. That's pretty good. So that's a pretty good place to end off. Jesse, where can they find you on like social media or like the filmmaker, like Vimeo oh, or like whatever? Um, okay. Well, I have a Vimeo page. I haven't uploaded anything in like over a year, um, but it's vimeo.com slash Visuals, spelled D-E-R-O-C-K, um, visuals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope to be uploading like a new demo reel within the next few months because I really want to shoot more and make more money shooting. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's something goal. I do it for the art. I do it for the art. <laughs> I need to eat. <laughs> yeah, I, need to eat. I want to make money. Yeah, but um, no, you can find me there. And then I guess uh, sometimes my movies screen at places mm-hmm. like uh, coming up. Um, I mean, maybe by the time this episode is out, it will already have passed. Yeah, it'll probably already pass. I'll try and put it in like the recent episode, like sh- end bit. Be like, check out the laundry room. Yeah, sure. Local filmmakers. But yeah, Jesse. By the time this comes out, Jesse's film, my film, and Jamel's film will have screened at the laundry room, um, pop up theater, uh, in the basement of Fourth Coffee, which is a event organized by our friend Ryan Steele and Matt Schneider. Yeah. So that should be pretty fun. I'm looking it, forward to it. It'll be pretty cool. My film is playing alongside Ryan McKenna's film. Oh, the first, yo, that's the first, right. The First Winter, which is like one of my favorite oh my Canadian gosh. feature films. That's like, and like really awesome. It's crazy because I worked with the guy for a month too. It's like, ooh, I'm getting excited about that one. Yeah. Um, I'm more excited to see his movie again. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, maybe, maybe Breakfast will be submitted to the University of Winnipeg Film Festival. Organized by Ian Pawa. Yeah, Ian. when are, when our submissions for that? I'd l- I'd like I mean, to still. I think it's like we're September. all we're all waiting to know when they're gonna open Ian. Yeah, come on, Ian. Come on. <laughs> um, Adam, where can they find? You? Or wait, you have social media. What is your like? I mean, do you have Twitter, Instagram? Well, I mean, like my can they my Instagram is private. <laughs> uh, I only let people follow me who I know. Okay. Do you have like a get to like know a Jesse. blog like a uh, Tumblr? Or like a Pinterest account? No, I don't think so. Just a private right, guy. You can follow Jesse on Vimeo. Vimeo. Sure. And like, That's I mean, it. you could find me through everybody else's social media because I'm sure there's a picture of me somewhere on Jamel's Instagram. Oh, yeah. Jamel underscore P. Yeah. <laughs> plug Jamel. Shout out to my boy. Yeah, That's how he up. says it. He's like Jamel underscore P. Anyways, nice. Adam, where can they find you? Uh, Adam.Yasinski at... I guess it's just Adam Dutyasinski on Instagram. My account is private, but I'm not too picky about who follows me. Just accept, accept. Yeah, accept. accept. Earn followers um, with my cool new. I we usually just post when I'm on set and some other cool things. Just you know, when 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 I feel like posting. Uh, you can find me on Jesse's uh, Vimeo. Because uh, he has premium. Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> hey, you know where you can find me? In Adam's credits to his oh, movies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and same with Jamel's. And yours. <laughs> and Fine. everyone basically shooting indies who's who went to the U of W. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
Yeah, follow me. I guess and, and, if you want. And send him an email. Sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, knows email me for that's gigs. True. It's, that's true. That's like my like profession email too. Shit. Adam's phone number is two zero. Luke, where can I find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Luke Roach 1992. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Lukey and I am also on Jermel's Instagram. At Jermel <laughs> underscore P. At, at Jermel underscore P. <laughs> I'm in Jermel's bio. Ooh. Um, oh. Are you actually? Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys are cute. It's my initials. Lame. Cute. He's in mine too. Oh. It's <laughs> a little exclusive, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. I could put you guys' initials. Wait, are you too. and Jermel dating? <laughs> what? <laughs> This is news to me. Since when? So, uh, yeah, you can find me in uh, Jermel's bio, as well as on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Vimeo at Miranda Morose. That's M-O-R-O-Z. Um, and you can find us at ATCT Show on social media. And um, we're around the Craft Table podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and all the other third party podcast apps that source their media through iTunes or other things and um, yeah so this has been a good episode thanks Jesse for joining us this was super insightful I think we like, all learned some things um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll see you next week bye bye yo <laughs> oh, no <laughs> yo Hey, it's Miranda from the Around the Craft Table team, and you've just heard Season 2, Episode 6. You might as well care. This week's episode was executive produced and edited by Miles A. Taylor. It was executive produced and directed by myself, Miranda Morose. It featured myself, Luke Roach, and Adam Yuzinski on the panel, and special guest, Jesse DeRockney. This week's music was all done by DJ Quads. We hope you enjoyed the episode this week and hope you stick around for next week where we're sitting down to discuss controversy and outrage, looking specifically at recent outrage through Marvel, Disney, and the James Gunn tweets. We're pretty excited for you all to hear these conversations we've had and hope to spark some new conversations about filmmaking within your own circle of friends, collaborators, or just in the comments section. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and most third-party podcast apps as well. Connect with us on social media at ATCT Show, or just send us an email at crafttablepodcast at gmail.com if you have any important questions or requests. We'd love to hear from you. Bye-bye. We'll take you places that will literally amaze you. Thank you.